Welcome to Rookies and Rockstars. It's your boy Simba. I'm back again and I'm here with your girl JJ. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. I'm so surprised you're in South Africa. Oh my gosh. <laughs> to what uh, do we owe the honor? I heard you going away next week, actually. Oh, not to Japan and Germany and to interview Robert Downey Jr., <laughs> my dear. But just to recharge your batteries, though, right? Yes. So it's um it's yeah it's beach festival time so we do um beach festivals along the coast there for Maynards and it's Jawbone, eh? Yeah. Nice. So it's a cool time. It's a bit hectic over that period, but it's pretty cool because we you know it's on the beach, get so it's the three different beaches. But yeah, so looking forward to a time out. And um it's been it's been cool. It's been a it's, it's been, been a, a long good, year. Yeah, eh? it has. It has. Flip. Um, so I'm I'm excited for a rest. <laughs> so Jade, what do we have planned for today's show? So before we get into that, um I think it's just important, you know, that we had um Trish from the Pink Drive yes. who told us that um the Pink Drive have launched more balls than most, which is highlighting the awareness of testicular cancer mm-hmm. because a lot of people are very focused on only the breast cancer. But the good news is Harley Davidson are they are one of their sponsors. For the for the charity and mm-hmm. gave a check over last week for a hundred thousand rand. So I just think it's so awesome to see the corporate brands investing in the charities that need need the support and help. So amazing! Thanks to Harley for doing that for more balls than most. Mm-hmm. The riders have responded so well. They're selling like branded merchandise, buffs. It's very cool. No, that's brilliant. Yeah, and I and also we, I mean we've had. The cool part about today is we're being revisited by one of our favorite EFC fighters. Oh, yes. But but before that, I guess the most important thing, Sims, today is that a lot of what people don't understand around entrepreneurship is the mental mental strength that you need. And so that's, that's why so we're true. excited to have kind of these these guests with us today, mm-hmm. um, starting with with Etienne Pretorius. I mean, if you hear, wait, wait until we unpack his story. Oh, yes. I've read through his bio. He has an, you have an amazing <laughs> story. Etienne Pretorius, welcome to Cliff Central. Or welcome to Rookies and Rockstars. Thank you. It's, uh, it's always an honor, um, Simone, meeting you as well. It's, uh, it's a privilege to, to, to be here and to share the story. Fantastic. Yeah, cool. And also, um, in, in case anybody is, is wondering why why the association with Virgin Atlantic, I think just like we've just said with Harley Davidson and them being kind of a preferred brand for mm-hmm. more more balls than most, is that with Etienne, Virgin Atlantic have also kind of bought in to who he is as a brand, what his mission is, how he works, and they are the preferred airline with him where, where, where he travels mostly in the world. So mm-hmm. just to hear that from, from the Virgin side and welcome to Darren from Virgin Atlantic. Welcome, Darren. Thank you. Cool. So, I mean, if we just if we just start with with you, Darren, I think that you know, maybe we should do it the other way around that people will understand why you want to be you know a partner with with Etienne. But Etienne, I was reading the bio, and um, it looks like you started selling cold drinks on a farm at six. Hey, so so you had the entrepreneurial spirit from a very young young age. Well, if you refer to Via Brandy as cold drink, then ah! <laughs> uh, we weren't going to say that. Take that back. No one told anyone it was alcohol. <laughs> so we're getting a on the farm, eh? Not me. Yeah, no, no. They, they, they were just uh, relaxing. 
<laughs> Hopefully it wasn't him at six, no. Yeah. no. So where did, where did the sort of drive start? You know what I mean? I mean, do you just wake up and you thought, I want to do this, I want to make extra money for myself, As I mean, at the age of six? Let me put it this way. Um, a lot of people ask me, um, you know, I want to become an entrepreneur. How do I become an entrepreneur? What is an entrepreneur? And the best way to describe this, and coming back to your answer, and I'll, I'll just want to explain to you what an entrepreneur is. An entrepreneur is someone that um, discovers their life's purpose, mm-hmm. all right? As soon as they discover that, then they find solutions to problems that help people um, uh, become uh, be- uh, live better lives. So at the age of six, there's no logic. There's no social mirror that affects your, your way of thinking or anything like that. So what happens is all you think of is helping these people because we had 350 people working on the farm and they had wow. to walk 15 kilometers to town, 15 kilometers back. Now, this is what a true entrepreneur is. An entrepreneur is someone that, that, that finds this passion, finds solutions to problems to help other people. And then at that age... The only thing I could think of was helping these people. And as a result only, you will be labeled an entrepreneur. You don't become an entrepreneur as a decision. And at that time, did you know that being an entrepreneur was your path? No, because there's no there's no frame of reference of, of an entrepreneur because there's no social media. I don't watch TV. I can't read. I can't write. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I could think of was helping people. Mm-hmm. And then I became an entrepreneur as a result. I just want to refer to your, your, your philosophy. I said, it says, I do not negotiate. I educate. People are my passion. Business is my game and money. Is just a tool. Do you want to elaborate on that? Um, the thing is, if, if people that want to make money will probably not make money. You got it. You got to help other people first, and that's yeah. Branson's philosophy as well. I mean, the whole Virgin brand, and you would agree. I mean, you you work very close with them. Um, that is why Virgin Airlines, for instance, that are one of the greatest airlines because they create an experience on the airline. When Richard gets on the airplane, um, I was with him on Monday where we discussed also the the oh, education. Just, just yeah. saw my head. I know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, darling. So, suddenly, Robert Downey Jr. seems like a low life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, and and his philosophy is simple. Um, you know, he he also. Um, um, helps entrepreneurs all over this country. South Africa, I mean, he's an English guy and he comes to South Africa and he educates people because the thing is, um, when you educate someone, and just to elaborate on education, education is not building experience. Education is building experiences. And building experiences wow. creates context in life. And as soon as you can have experiences, then you create the context to make better decisions, whether it's business, social, or anything else. And in, uh, for you to make money, mm-hmm. you've got to understand that first. Okay, so Darren, why did Virgin decide to partner with Etienne? Well, I think just like Richard Branson, Etienne is an amazing entrepreneur and everyone loves Richard, knows Richard and is possibly the biggest world's entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And if you look at Etienne's story and how Richard started as well, very similar. Both have a zest for life, want to help people and just go out there and get it done and just do it. So is that your, your sort of MO now? You want to partner with people that are inspiring in South Africa? Exactly. That's all. That's what it's all about. We know we as Virgin Atlantic look and see who best fits with the brand, mm-hmm. and we go out there with them. I like that. That's awesome. And I guess what is encouraging. I mean, you know, it, it is. It's just a complete rollout of who Richard Branson is as a human and how he actually operates in the entrepreneurial space. And to see all his brands flourishing. I mean, I know there's peaks and troughs. We we're all aware of of how the the revenue streams go. But I mean. It's almost like the Midas touch with him and I, like everything that he touches turns to gold. And I know with, with Virgin Atlantic, the experience when you're on that airline is just amazing from how he dresses the woman, mm. you know, the air hostesses to how he educates or you know, you'll yes. know. And how is that as a brand? Like how is it, how awesome is it to be involved in kind of the ethos and the culture of the brand? You know, when you have a look at, at Virgin Atlantic, everyone that boards our planes, you're not a number. 
you are a person. And we know that at the end of the day, we need to build those relationships with you and you're going to come back. You know, you get onto those flights and the air stesses and the air stewards are absolutely amazing. They treat you like a friend. You're not just a number. And I think that's what it's all about. Like it's making that flight personable to you that you will come back. Mm-hmm. You know, and when I get off those flights, every time I travel and you just hear stories and you see people smiling, you know, you walk off with your, your shoulders back and your head out high and you go, I work for that brand. It's possibly the most amazing brand ever. That's awesome. So the the link for us here, Etienne, with yourself is that obviously, I mean, entrepreneurs like myself and probably thousands and hundreds of thousands of other South Africans are extremely envious that you were able to go to Neka Islands and kind of be there. And I know that you, your half of it was for, for your, for your coaching and for you as an entrepreneur around, you know, developing relationships with, with key players in the world. But just chat through us with, chat through with us the swim because I know that was quite a major project for you and quite a big thing. You did just, Talk us through how that went. Well, the, the the initial idea was to raise a little bit of money for, or not a little bit of money, to raise money for the the charity of Faces of Hope with Karen Black, mm-hmm. and um, so the idea was to swim around the island. And when we got there, the the night before, the guy said, um, "Listen, why are we going to Mosquito Island?" For those of you who haven't seen the post, um, he just opened his new island, Mosquito Island, um, which is about five five and a half kilometers away from from Necker. And the guy said, "Oh, you, we are all going there tomorrow." And I said, "Okay, wonderful." And they said, "You can choose. You can either go by boat, you can go by <laughs> canoe, or you." can um, I think uh, some other way of tra- traveling and then he made a joke which only afterwards I found out it was a joke um, <laughs> you can uh, you can also swim there um, and I said oh okay well I'll do it and um, so <laughs> it, it, ca- it came to be that I swam and I was the first guy to swim from 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 Necker to Mosquito and um, so you know it was it was a great experience um, you know one stage there was this huge uh, ship coming uh, you know uh, in front of me and it was it was it was kind of cool you know just the whole feeling to because when we were there they were actually busy constructing um, um, Mosquito Island, the, the hotel. That's awesome. So Virgin Atlantic obviously partnered in getting you guys across there and yes. supported you throughout. But what's also, I think, Etienne, I obviously have the privilege of watching you kind of on, on the coaching side and hearing how you operate as a businessman. And this is what I, we wanted to chat through today is just the mental capacity that is needed. I think everyone, I think there is a large South African pool who get fiercely excited by wanting to be an entrepreneur, but I reckon half fall off that list because they just don't have the mental capacity. And even though you are right now in a place in your journey as an entrepreneur where you are very successful, you also, what is very refreshing when you do your public speaking and when you're talking talking through your journey with other people, I love how grounded you've stayed. So just to talk around those two points quickly for, for you as Etienne Pretorius, the mental capacity that is needed because it's not easy. So anyone who tells you it's easy is lying because there's no, you even mentioned it, I, I read earlier, <laughs> around easy money. It doesn't exist. Doesn't I mean, we've exist. all done the pyramids, yeah. jeepers, creepers. We've done those schemes. We've done anything that we thought would make us rich quickly. It doesn't happen. So just around the mental capacity that is needed to succeed as an entrepreneur. And then secondly, how how you stay humble and how you you, you keep your your burki essence in there? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a pure blood burki. Um, um, the the first thing is, um, you know, the, the mental capacity comes. I, I use the word reprogramming. So, um, from from a younger age, um, I realized that the only way I can I can actually get what I want is to 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 break the the normal way of thinking. So, in other words, if there's a library and everyone's goes, it's always 
one corner where everyone goes and reads the books, right? Those aren't the books you should read because then you're part of the social mirror. You need to go to the section where no one reads those books. So you need to know the things that people don't because the infinite unknown is based on the limited experience we have. Mm. And then we based our, our, our future on, on, on those, those principles. Um, so I, I wake up in the morning and then I reprogram myself. So I set myself a frame of reference. I always call it the pink elephant concept. Mm-hmm. If I say don't think of a pink elephant, uh, you think of a pink elephant, right? Mm-hmm. So in the morning, I make myself think of a pink elephant um, as an analogy, of course. Mm-hmm. And then during the day, I, I do things, all right? And at nighttime, that's why I don't watch TV or read newspapers. And at nighttime, I have the time to reflect on what I put in my conscious, unconscious and subconscious in the morning, um, took action during the day. And at the evenings, I reflect on if it was the right thing or the wrong thing to do. And then in the evenings, because the quality of your reflection determines uh, uh, the quality of your perception. Your perception is your reality then. You have so much wisdom that you're giving us. I want to find out what did you actually learn from meeting Richard Branson? Here's the, there's only one thing, and um, it's, it's, um, it's very simple. There's a difference between arrogance and confidence. Arrogant people don't have respect for other people. Confident people have respect for other people. I like and that's that. how you stay humble. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's so, it's, it's so weird to know that. I mean, when you think of Richard Branson, I think every single aspiring entrepreneur I'm just wants. I all of them, man. I've bought two of his books. I've read two of them. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's it's just crazy. And I think, but what is also very refreshing, and I think this is probably why brands like yourself, Darren from Virgin Atlantic, are so behind people like Etienne, because, you know, we the the challenge with South Africa is we're constantly always looking on the global scale, thinking we can't, and they always can. And yet, here's a dude, normal South African. Just, you know, right time, right place, right brain, right mind, right levels of humility. And look at him. Mm, You know, he's going to be writing a book. Mm. We're going to be buying his book. He's going to be in that business section at Exclusive Books. And that's a South African. And that's what we should be doing. We should be not only aspiring to the global guys. We should be looking at the local people doing it. But we don't because we doff. Like, it's so stupid. I don't understand why you don't want to encourage your own achieving entrepreneurs. Exactly. I like hey? that. I mean, yeah. and, and don't you find it a, a little bit to be I'll tell same? you where the problem is. Let me put it this way. Um, so next year, one of my goals is to, to, um, to challenge the newspapers. Okay, what's okay. on the front cover? So when you drive um, in a street, what do you see on the, on the street ads? It's all negative stuff. It's all negative, all right? So that's the pink elephants that's been put in your mind. So if you're naked on a beach with everyone with, uh, with uh, swimsuits on, you feel naked, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're naked on a beach where everyone's naked, you don't feel naked anymore, mm. which means if I do something wrong, unconsciously you justify because everyone else is doing it wrong. So you justify your actions with because the social Because everyone's norm. doing it. Because everyone's doing it. So here's the thing. People won't buy because if it bleeds, it leads. People probably won't buy the magazines or the, or the newspapers that often. But what if you change the front covers? And this is where I want to challenge the newspapers. And I, I, I encourage and I, I urge. I remember you saying this. Where, yeah. where if, we can, if we can change the pictures on the front covers... It'll make you feel guilty when you do something wrong, even if you don't realize it. Because when you see the social mirror and you look at the social mirror, you look at things and you think to yourself, well, everyone else is creating success stories. Everyone else is achieving a lot of things. Everyone else is making money. Every, everything else is good. Because the problem is I look at posts and I look at these political leaders and all they do is point out the problems. Point out the solutions, my friend. Start with that first. Yeah. And then you create a follow. Because David Ruiz told me one of the best lessons of my life. And he said, Etienne, to change this country, what you need to do is be the best you can be, be an example, and other people will follow. I like that. I think that's a, that's a brilliant example because, I mean, every single day, and that's what that's when someone comes from overseas, that's all they're going to see is all the negative media around South Africa. And, and also, um, just to, because we, we're almost, almost out of time, but just also, Etienne, around other... 
tying into what I'm saying around South Africans aspiring to South Africans, I was on your site and you've done such a great job with your branding. It's beautiful. And also all the different navigation tabs around who you are, you know, your latest projects, your news. And and if you want to, I mean, what it's etienpretorius.co.za. Dot com. Sorry. So, I mean, if you're wanting to... If you're wanting to follow Etienne's story and kind of see what he's been up to, where he began, what he's got planned, it is etiennepretorius.com. And also, we just want to say well done. I mean, you know, to have you, we haven't even touched on that yet. You'll have to come back in the new year and we'll have to have another <laughs> no little partakey here. But <laughs> just to say, he just did the uh, Mount Everest climb. Are you serious? I'm, yeah. I'm just, I just want to do it's a, it's a Kilimanjaro and you've done Everest. <laughs> yeah, so I mean... Well done on that. It's, it's honestly South Africans like yourself who are keeping the rest of the entrepreneurial pool inspired. You stay so true to your roots, which is not common. Mm. Um, and just to be able to, to talk around what you're achieving. I know that on a business level and with your own brands and the property side of things, you're flying and it's amazing. And we'll, you know, we'll back you when you challenge those newspapers. Come here because we're a positive platform as right. well. Perfect. So if there's anything else, I don't know, um, Darren, if there's any, if anyone, you want to drive anything at the moment? No, nothing at the moment. Cool. So, I mean, thank you guys. It's so wonderful to have you in. And Etienne, keep going. Yeah, thank you very keep much. And from my side, just one last thing, you know. Yes. And if everyone can learn just one thing from today's session, what you have at the end of your life will be determined by how much you gave. Our new guest is Colleen. Welcome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's. Oh, I've been dying to get Colleen in, in here. It's just what you're doing outside of the space is just incredible. And obviously, for those of you who don't know, um, Colleen owns a thriving business. It's called Business Engage. And it's all around gender mainstreaming. And I just think that it's so misunderstood, even that word mainstreaming, as opposed to other words that are being used. I just, uh, I almost want to just say to you, just talk it through. Because from a small SME business, right up to the large corporates that you're working with, just chat us through kind of in the beginning, just where is South Africa on this whole gender, gender story? Well, you know, Jade, I think I think what has actually happened is we've got this real we've got this real misconception in South Africa that by really rah rah we are women we demand right thing to do is going to make a lot of changes in this in this country and the problem is is that that is not if you look at the World Economic Forum the Global Gender Gap Index where they monitor 143 countries in terms of gender we are sitting at 12 because only because of our political empowerment, but not in terms of the economic participation where wow. private sector sits. So in terms of that, we're sitting at on about 83rd. And so there's still a long way to go. But mm. I think it's, it's also about the stories that are being told. You know, we always talk about the bad things. I was just listening to Etienne before and him challenging the newspapers. We always say things aren't happening in terms of gender. There's a lot happening, and it's just the stories that need to be told mm. and the right stories about what is happening. Do you think it's about changing mindsets of people, and, and if so, how? Well, first of all, it's on more in a positive uh, perspective. You know, we always think that by naming and shaming and standing on platforms and, and saying what people aren't doing, that is what's going to work. And it's, you know, this whole victim mentality about women have been so marginalized and there aren't opportunities. It's up to each and every one of us to step into those roles. Yeah. But I don't think it's about, I think there's a misconception that women have to do it on their own. So we go off into these little groups and we have these discussions about what men are going to do and how they are going to come together because it's our time. 
The reality is that unless it is a strategic imperative, it's absolutely meaningless. And so we've got to bring men to the table. It's not about us getting on the side and having this discussion and a moan session for for hours on end. It's really about those positive steps we need to take. Mm -hmm. And the more positive stories that are told, the more corporates are going to sit up and say, you know what, there is a business case. Yeah. Because unless there's a business case, don't do it. Um, you know, internationally, there's a business case for bringing more women onto onto boards and into the the mainstream of business. It's not just because of numbers. I don't want to get an opportunity because I'm a woman. I want to get an opportunity because I know what I'm doing. And so many women are, are waking up to that fact as it's well. Like, it's like the quota system except for women. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, I mean, really, where's the quota system really getting getting us in terms of numbers? You yeah. know, it's not really having the impact on the ground. So whatever we do, we want to make sure that there's impact on the ground. It's not about the numbers. It's about what difference is being created by bringing on more in those more numbers. And by telling the stories, you think that's going to help the little girl at the little old girls' school and she wants to go out there and change the world? You think that's going to help her? Absolutely, because I think it, it's, we've got these misconceptions that already we've got this glass ceiling. Hmm. And, you know, we, we get these, these young girls into women, uh, girl-only programs and we say, you know, we need to fix you. No, we don't. They are absolutely brilliant where they are, and we, we give them these blockages before they even get into the work environment. Wow. You know, so I think the more that you see more women succeeding, but doing it because of the right reason, doing it because of the business case, younger girls coming up will turn around and say, you know what, there isn't a blockage. The world's my oyster, and that's what we have to get to. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the things I was drawn to, I, I remember first meeting um, Colleen at the launch of one of the Forbes magazines, and I, I remember her saying, and I was, I was like a typical South African woman. I was, I was taken back because she said, Jade, I, when I heard, you know, we hear words like gender equality and all those ridiculous words, and Colleen's trying to change that perception and change the way people are looking at it. But you said to me, I remember you said, um, what, how did you say it? You said, you know, Jade, I'm not there because we all think when we think a woman's going into the corporates, we think you're going in there defending woman and woman and femininity. Yet you're not. You're saying, woman, yes, you do have the strength and you do have the power, but you can't keep being a victim. Absolutely. Like, yes. you know, we need it. We need it. Don't you dare say yes. No, 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 no. I, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, just checking. No, jokes. So, so I mean, what the, the reality is, and I think this is what is so true, it's it's we are women and the times have changed and we are being given more opportunities. But I, I think we, we chatted through this. I think that women are still bound by so much fear, by thinking, well, I've seen this internal job. I'm actually not even going to apply because I'm a woman. I probably won't even get it. Absolutely. And, and isn't that what we've got to change? Absolutely. And the thing is, you know, a lot of the women at the top have become men in order to succeed. And so I think, you know, originally when they were first going in, um, that's fantastic. And, you know, that's what they had to do to cope. But I, I think we've got enough men. Mm -hmm. We need to be women and we need to bring our own qualities. I mean, they have proven that internationally um, that there's more corporate governance because women will ask those questions yeah. until you give them the answer. And if you don't give them the answer, they will ask it again. And so there's increased corporate governance. Your reputation because of the international case of, of women, more women, um, is increased. So there's a whole lot of benefits to doing it. Hasn't it sort of been proven that women make better managers in general? Well, well, 
to a certain degree, but I think it's it's initially corporates will see an inc- probably see an increase in their budgets because <laughs> women are more they look more at the fringe benefits. They okay. look more they're more empathetic with their staff. They they want to give whatever they can and they want to involve and they're, they're team players and they're very they're very soft with with their staff and so you will see those increased budgets right just saying you said a statement that women are trying to be men what do you mean by that mm. well the thing is you know they become very domineering and and um you know and it's not about wear suits <laughs> yeah but it's not about labeling women or men but it's, it's just you know men i always say these men don't sit in the morning and say how do we get women down today they're just you. doing business. Yeah. And so women tend to lose sight that their, their main qualities, that empathy and looking after the rest of the staff and bringing them together and the team play and that type of thing. And so they lose sight of that. So it's not about labeling and saying all men are like that and all women are like that. But generally you'll, you'll find that that's the case. Is there a sense of pull me down syndrome? Women pulling each other down. Yes, yeah, but but I think there's there's a move, Simba. There's a mm. move to to a lot more women that are coming and understanding what they have to do in order to make a difference. And I think that's the thing is is it's not always about how far I can get up the ladder. It's how far can I get by and then still make a difference? Because a lot of women are more interest, interested in the impact that they're going to make. And so I think from a South African perspective, we definitely need more women involved because there's a lot of impact that needs to be created. Also, just just to ask you, so we're obviously chatting with with Colleen and we speak to you about where you are with your business and whether you, you might still be within your corporate job and you may have the aspirations to become an entrepreneur or you may already be within the entrepreneurial pool and having challenges with these kind of gender issues. So I just want to ask you, Colleen, around the two different areas. So within a corporate, mm-hmm. how how can managers tackle this? And then as entrepreneurial woman, and I think this is, so especially for me, I'm actually asking for myself well, as I'm well. I'm an entrepreneur myself. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so for us, I mean, what is, what are the mental barriers that we need to push aside? Because often, and, and we'll get to, to, um, to hot tables and, and kind of that whole environment, but I think, I think it is, I think there is a stigma and I think that there is some little seedling growing in our gardens and our mind that's, mm-hmm are truly holding us back because we look at, I mean, you don't, I don't often read amazing entrepreneurial books by women. Mm. I don't. Mm. And we've got to change it. But what is it? What, in your opinion, within the entrepreneurial side, so not the woman within the corporates, more on the entrepreneurial space, what are the mental barriers? Well, I think, first of all, I mean, the, the, we do talk about the glass ceiling that is only as far as the glass ceiling in our heads. And But I, I do think that a lot of the women entrepreneurs specifically in South Africa have been more CSI cases. So whenever we do training and development, it's more on a CSI case. So mm. it's, oh, yeah, CSI budget for that. And we don't necessarily get in terms of the enterprise development. Oh. And so so I think what happens is is for those those women to to start realizing that they're not these small little entrepreneurs. I think what they've got to do is they've got to set their bar a lot higher. And even though they're small entrepreneurs, they must understand that where you're going. I always say, when the fat hits the fan, the bank doesn't turn around and say, oh, shame. Let me give you an extra 10000 mm. They say, can I have your house, your car, your kids, and everything else I can take? Yeah. And it's how you rise to the challenge. 
And so if you're waiting for a handout, it's not going to happen. You've got to make it yourself and you've got to actually keep your eye on the ball where you're going. But set your bars very high because I think what happens is we get into the thing, oh, well, I've got enough to keep me going on a monthly basis and that's okay. But if you're really wanting to make an impact and you're really wanting to grow opportunities for other entrepreneurs, understand your role models for other entrepreneurs. Mm. And so it's just thinking bigger, keeping your eye on the ball, knowing it's going to be difficult because being an entrepreneur is not easy. Mm. But if you keep your eye on the ball, you will get there. You might go through the rocky parts, but you will get there. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, talking, speaking around impact and, and something that you've developed that I, I love going to, um, are, what is their new name? It's, it's still Hot, Hot Tables. Hot Tables, yeah. Yeah, so Business Engage is, is Colleen's main focus where she kind of chats through the gender mainstreaming. But one thing that I love attending is, is the Hot Tables. And I was so inspired the last time because it obviously is mostly women. There are some men. Yeah. But it was just so cool to see how, the platform is changing a little within that networking space. Just chat to us a little around hot tables and, and what it is. Okay, well, you know, what we feel is that often entrepreneurs have to go into workshops and they have to take huge amounts of time out of their day, and, and that is very necessary. But there are certain things that they're just grappling with on a day-to-day basis. And so what we did was we started the hot tables when we invite experts in their field to host tables. Mm-hmm. And the profiles get sent out uh, beforehand. The entrepreneurs can ask the, the host any questions. It's facilitated discussion over a dinner. So you sit at one table for starters, another table for main course, another table for pudding. No booking of tables. You move around. And it's done over a dinner, so it's 40 minutes conversation with not only the host, but a group of eight to ten other people. And it's amazing the learning and the business that gets done because it's not like a a networking event where you walk in, hand out your cards, walk out with 500 cards and think, oh, well, who was this that I met the first time? Mm. You've had a conversation. So you know immediately there's business opportunities because you know who you can contact afterwards. And then we've been running them for the last six years, always different hosts, always different people, and it's an amazing opportunity. Yeah, and I, I remember the last speaker was so cool, Sims. He um, he owns a, a few skin skincare clinics and, and, and places around Joburg. But mm-hmm. one thing that I liked, I said to him, I said, what was his name again? Uh, Victor. Victor. Victor Snyder's. Yes. Mm. I said, Victor, I said, just one thing on your staff, because obviously they've taken the brand and it's franchised out and they've got to develop all the same kind of vibes with all the staff and the culture and all those things. And I said to him, I said, how do you get your staff to be accountable? And I said, and he said something so I've never, I've, I still say it to my own, and I even say it now. I said to him, when someone says, he says, you know, Jade, when someone says to my staff, oh, what do you do here? They say, oh, I do what it takes. I like that. It's cool, eh? And that's kind of, you know, when you go to these, you're never sure, but these hot table events, I just, I love them. So you kind of, if you can imagine the picture, there's 12 tables, eight wonderfully inspired entrepreneurs, the host, and you're kind of just moving around. And the great thing is someone's story might not resonate you, but the next table might. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like this guy's talking to me. Yeah, and you're getting to, so you're getting a little bit more of a high-end kind of inspiration from the host. Yeah. And then you're also kind of mingling within, you know, like the, the 
the daily challenges yeah. like, oh, flip this staff member or, you know, have you guys found any new account software or whatever it is? So it's I really, I mean, Colleen, just, just from us, what you're doing in this space, uh, I feel like it's a privilege to have your time because I know you've just come from a massive thing at SAB <laughs> and it was wonderfully successful. Mm-hmm. But just to know that you are unemotionally attending to women pulling themselves towards themselves, I think Absolutely. it's brilliant because I think we need it. I think we need to let go of the victim status and say, right, we, we are able to do it. They, as you said, somebody doesn't wake up every day if he's employed people in his branding agency or whatever he's doing saying, today I'm going to attack the woman, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I think that's the challenge. Yeah. But I do think, Jade, and I mean, it's, it's not only people in South Africa. I mean, internationally, there are 200 chairmen, predominantly men that have committed to more women on boards. These nice. are, are chairman of big companies, Anglo-American, Standard Bank, um, or Standard Chartered, uh, Barclays, you know, all of these big companies. And so we've got to actually understand that it's up to us to, to get on and, and get the job done. Absolutely. And so, so Colleen, just in closing, I know Business Engage has got a website. What is that? Uh, www.businessengage.co.za And you are also on Twitter. I think yes, we, we, yes, we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook. At Business Engage. Yeah. Wonderful. So, I mean, thank you so much for coming in. We, we will, I, I would love to have you back in the new year. I'd love to be. Because I just, I just believe that there, there are small SMEs as well as, um, you know, the large businesses that are trying to drive this entrepreneurial spirit that need assistance mm. with just the mind frames and the mindsets of, of women and, and, and men. Mm. I mean, it's not Absolutely. just about the woman. So Absolutely. thank you for your time. Thank you so And much, have a wonderful Jay. holiday season. Absolutely. And we will see you in 2015. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank, thank you, you so much, Colleen. Thanks, Simba. Thank you. And we're back. And this is, Jay, this is one of those rare moments where I'm not the man in studio. No, you, no, you're um, not. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. I've got the Oaks in the studio. Yeah, we've got Chef and we've got How's Garrett Soldier Boy McLean and gentlemen. Welcome to Rookies and Rockstars. Oh, thank you very much. Fantastic. Cool. It's, I mean, it's obviously, um, for those of you who started the Rookies and Rockstars journey with us way back in the beginning, we kind of, we, we, we just decided we'd take the Soldier Boy under our wing and kind of follow the journey because we were so impressed by, by Gareth's story and, and what he'd achieved. And then we had the whole build up to the fight and we were all in here freaking out. I was on the phone to Ginny, his wife. I was like, Ginny, tell me how it's going. I couldn't watch it on TV. I was WhatsApping his sister overseas. It was crazy. So, I mean, Gareth, welcome back. And I guess the most important news about why you're here, you can, you can kind of explain to everybody why you're here and how this for your, your career is just the next step. Yeah. Thanks a lot for having me on the show again. Um, yeah, obviously, we, you know, we had uh, we had a very successful year um, in defending the belt twice, and then that obviously opened some doors for me. Um, we've just recently signed a, a UFC contract, uh, which is a massive step up. Um, I suppose that's where we, we've all been searching to go. So for me, it's a it's a really awesome thing. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's only really the start of the journey. You know, I've got to knuckle down now and really put in a lot. A lot of hard work and uh, you know go for it dude I gotta give you a bit of a round of applause for that one that, that's a My big boy. deal yeah, that thanks. is a really big deal I yeah. mean, no it's huge it's like UFC it's like every cage fighter's dream exactly I mean I've been watching UFC for years and I think the fact that we're gonna see South Africa in there I think that is absolutely brilliant congratulations sir Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I think um, so. What's really cool uh, about today is obviously, 
Gareth has also, beyond just the fighting as a career, has partnered with many different partners. And him and his wife, Ginny, have opened Soldier Boy Management, which is a wonderful new business where they are hosting and kind of coaching and mentoring other athletes. And with us today, um, who's been very, very naughty and distracting, Gareth. So, Norman, you're in trouble already. But um, I won't say that too loud because you probably could just hurt me. But um, Norman Chef Vessels, who is not only an athlete, but the um, light heavyweight champion in EFC, pardon me. So welcome, Norman. Hello. Hi. Um, and also um, the owner of FFM, which is Fight Fit. What is it? How do you say the last word? Mil- yeah, militia. Militia. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. But I mean, Probably. I've been there and that gym, it was the first time I met Richie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there with Gareth's sister, Karen. And I was like, no, Karen, I definitely am not in for this. And she was <laughs> like, just come, man, just come. I was like, okay, running around the basement. And suddenly that little Puerto Rican pops up out of nowhere and he's like, come on, bitches. Come on, bitches. I was like, I'm not a bitch. He's like, yes, you are. Move. I was like, oh my gosh, Karen. Can you believe we actually we actually had them on the show? We actually had them on Top Billing. We did yeah. a whole insert with Soldier Boy. We oh, went to the gym. Wow, I yeah. didn't know that. Actually, amazing. It was it was great to sort of get an insight as to how hard you guys really work because I think people underestimate and they just think you're blood hungry and all you want to do is punch the lights out of each other, right? Th- yeah, sometimes. you can. You can. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> close, to, close to end of camp. Yeah, yeah. myself and Gareth are mean, with each other. But you guys are you guys are athletes. Yeah, hundred percent. And let's talk about that, Norman. So, I mean, I think what's wonderful and what's happening in this country is the perception of you guys just being these aggro nutcases in a cage is changing, which is wonderful because people are starting to understand kind of the. You know, the nutrition behind it, the training behind it, the mental heart. I mean, if you look at just Gareth, how, what he goes through before his fights and, you know, I don't, I haven't, well, sorry, I'm going to start watching you now, but I mean, I will, I promise. But I mean, talk, let's talk I'm around. Under the radar. <laughs> let's talk around yours because I pe- people don't look at as, at athletes always as entrepreneurs, but you, you are. Um, you know, from from the get go, the the original idea was never to be athletes. We just really wanted to do what we wanted, what we loved on a daily basis. Um, and just through natural progression, you know, the outfit became very professional because we obviously started, you know, getting results, and we wanted to start getting better results. And uh, you know, one thing led to another, and we started implementing systems and procedures in terms of how to do things, get the best results. You know, based on fitness, nutrition, skill sets, and you know, just enriching ourselves and learning every day. Um, and then through that process, you know. Um, we put ourselves on a level that has, you know, completely elevated us above everybody else. And that's not anything got to do with ego, but it's just got to do with, um, you know, what we do on a daily basis and the quality of work that we do on a daily basis. So you, Absolutely. You guys have created a brand. You've created a certain standard for what you guys are. So if someone who's an athlete comes from Fight for Militia, they're expecting a certain standard, right? 100%. We are definitely held to a different standard now to everybody else. And... Uh, you know, and that's great because it keeps us on our toes and keeps us firing all the time and keeps us motivated because we always have to go and prove ourselves wrong. doesn't matter if we're on the top of the heap. You know, we still have to go and show the guys that we can maintain and keep ourselves, you know, going forward. Um, but 
it's 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 a good thing because we are surrounded by like-minded people at the end of the day, and mm. uh, you know Gareth is my best friend and probably my my primary training partner, and vice versa as well. So. Um, if he's not firing 100% physically, mentally, emotionally, then I'm not firing, you know, at mm. those levels. You've got to kick his ass a little. 100%, you know, and we have to keep, uh, we have to push each other forward and pull each other back, you know, and we have to keep each other on path and track. And there's a lot of things that need to happen, you know, on that journey, you know, to the fight when the gate closes behind you. Mm-hmm. So uh, Possibly the most hardcore bromance ever. Hardcore, 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 lots of love. No date nights there. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was actually speaking about today. I was actually training at, at your gym this morning. And uh, I was just saying that individually, you guys have to create a brand. You create a persona because yeah. if you don't have that persona, people can't buy into that. And, and that's why I sold you. I think you, you're the most recognizable one of the faces from EFC. Yeah, I mean, I mean look, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a great thing to create your, your own brand and, and build yourself. It, it's vitally important to have, um, like Chef saying, is like-minded people around you. you know? mm. um, m- the success of, of my brand is not due only to myself. It's due to the people that the I've team. aligned myself with, that have pushed me in the right direction, developed me in the right direction. Um, and, and that's that, that's a lot of the fundamentals that we that we concentrate and we work on it at uh at FFM and, and, and in the gym and with each other, you know, we um, we're always pushing each other in a direction that we're not comfortable. Uh, you know, it's never we're never in a comfort zone. Um, you know, we're always making sure that we're put outside of our comfort zone, and that is helping. That helps us develop. Um, mm. I mean, that helps us develop uh, ourselves uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, it helps us develop in our social lives. It helps us develop um, in our businesses. It helps us develop in our relationships with our friends and our family. Absolutely, and I think, you know, Gareth, what I think is very cool about this new duo here is that um, you guys are extending beyond just your athletic brands. So you as um, your your fighting name, so that's where Chef comes from. So it's Norman Chef Vessels and Gareth Soldier Boy McKinnon, but beyond Soldier Boy and Chef, what's w- so encouraging to see is that you guys are getting it commercially. And I know it's not about that because I know you said, and that's what's probably got you to where you are is you started for the right reasons. So your why is probably right. Whereas a lot of other people in businesses, why is all cook So for you two, what's cool to see like Gareth extending into soldier boy management with yourself now in the gym and then now launching your new clothing range. What's it called? Oh, so sorry. Sorry. I got it wrong. What it's, it's a cr- iron athletic. So that, sorry, not a, She's getting it all wrong here. Sims. So not a clothing range, but rather a, a way to to train and an yeah. iron athletic. So CrossFit style gym, I correct? Uh, not necessarily CrossFit style. Um, you know, CrossFit is obviously a brand on its own, but you know, we've got a methodology that we follow um, to get fighters fit and ready. You know, ready for fights, and yeah. uh, that takes a little bit more than CrossFit. Um, obviously, that is that is a brilliant concept on its own, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, to become a fighter it takes. It takes quite a bit. Yeah. And there's a, there's takes a pro- more than a squat and a dumbbell. Jokes, yeah, jokes, 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 jokes. <laughs> there is programming that's involved, and there's, and, there's, and there's a lot of thinking that goes behind it. So. Yeah, because you guys are on another level. I, I, did, I did a session with, with, with Gareth, and I, I thought I was going to die when we were in the pool. And like, listen, yeah, you got the listen, Not just because I was in the pool. Listen, I can't swim. I can't swim. But uh, it, was, it was just another level of training. And, and Gareth, how is, I mean, Soldier Boy Management, I know that you had recent, there's, what's nice, I think what's really cool about what you and Jenny have created there is that you're not just taking on fighters. Because, I mean, there's a whole different realm of, of athletes that need mentorship management, that kind of thing. How, how is it going? 
Yeah, look, I mean, it's 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 a process. Um, you know, we've we've been around now eight months, and uh, it's all about just learning to, uh, learning ourselves and, and learning the athletes and, and, and the industry. Um, but it's a constant it's, it's constant development. You know, where you you've got to grow with the actual sport and how that develops, and mm-hmm. and if it's onto another sport and golf or cricket or rugby or whatever the case is, you need to you need to grow and develop with that. Um, we we've we I think we've been very good at at getting our, our foundation for for the last eight months, and it, it's built us built us up into a position where we can have a very successful uh, year next year. You know, we've created the right relationships and and developed with uh, with our athletes, and and the athletes continue to come and, and continue to grow. Um, you know, I, I, I can't I can't say it's been the easiest thing to do, but it's you know it's like never it's, is, pal. It's like any journey in life. You know, you got to keep slugging away, and and one door closes and the other one opens, and and it's all about finding the right direction. So um, I, I I feel that um, we we've we've set ourselves for a big year next year, um, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of noise made by Soldier Boy Management next year. That's awesome, and I think also. Something that's really important. I mean, we just had the guys in here from Virgin Atlantic and they backing the entrepreneurial movement in South Africa, which is so cool to see. And what I'm starting to see more of are brands supporting the EFC fighters, which is also cool because I think in the beginning, when you Oaks are going bossies in there, the brands were like jeepers, you know, and we're not sure about this, but now that they're, now that they're understanding like, EFC is a movement and how it's mm. infiltrating globally. Now they're like, okay, cool. No, now you know we'll come on board. So I mean, you do you do you have? I know we've chatted briefly before around your sponsors, but they they've been a wonderful help for you. Well, yeah. Look, we've we've had some fantastic sponsors that we've aligned ourselves with that have not only benefited myself, they've also benefited uh, you know the core group of athletes that we have. Um, you know, and and they come from all different. Different spheres. I mean, we've got we've got safe companies and mutual safes and IP, which is a they they do engine parts, which is I mean, really really has nothing to do with uh, um, no. Things, but it's you know? because they believe in the movement. Yeah, and look, I mean, you got this Aquavitas. Uh, I know that you guys are, are very involved with them as well, and they, you know they've been fantastic as well. Um, and, and and as we go along, we just develop these relationships with with companies, and we're bringing them into into the group, and the, and they they're really buying into not only myself but the athletes that we have mm. and the company. Um, which is a fantastic thing, um, you know. We we've started we've started looking a lot much larger corporate co- uh, companies, and and there is a large amount of interest. I mean, you, we're in the situation that the sport is at that level that it, you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it gets double the amount of viewership that any other sport in this country is getting. Um, it, it's starting to really, you know. Have punching power like a rugby and a cricket and 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 you know those type of sports and soccer yeah. and where four years ago you would never have thought that you would have looked no. at it and, and, and laughed now all of a sudden you know we've got we've got high level rugby players and cricketers and and soccer players who are watching us with the same I did ent- see John Smith actually at your fight yeah with the same enthusiasm that we watch them yeah. which is fantastic so it just yeah. means that you're now in a situation where you're sitting next to a guy that would be your hero. He's kind of looking at you in the same way, and and it's a, it's it's a really fantastic thing for us that we've we've been able to reach out. That's that's awesome. So I mean, from us, Gareth being signed to UFC, flipping amazing. Um, my nerves are already shot. I don't know how Jenny copes. Jeepers creepers. Hopefully, but Top Link can watch, come watch your first fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I mean, um, well done. We, that's flipping awesome. We're so privileged to kind of be alongside you from before your fight 
title, own it. Now you're going on to new, you know, new chapters, which is so cool, representing SA and representing Soldier Boy. Um, but just also in terms of, of, of Soldier Boy management, where, cause we're almost out of time, but where can people get hold of, of you guys if they need to? Well, you can contact myself or, or, or my wife Jenny on uh, on our emails. Uh, it's Gareth at SoldierBoy.co.za, and that's a two R's. And then uh, Jenny is G I double N I E, and at SoldierBoy.co.za. And yeah, just uh, drop us a mail, and we'll we'll make contact. And then uh, you know you can have a look at the Twitters and Facebook pages and those those wonderful social media platforms. And cool. yeah, uh, you know. That's awesome. And then Norman, also for you, um, obviously your, your core focus is the gym and it's always mm-hmm. nice to get new members and kind of expand there. So if anyone does want to become a member or find out what your, how you work, what the rates are, how they can avoid Richie, um, Yo, I mean, uh, <laughs> the Puerto Rican. <laughs> Don't um, tell him I said that. I'm sorry, Richie. I'm sorry. I love you, Richie. <laughs> or you can uh, email me at chef at fightatmanisha.coza or you can uh, email our gym manager, Raymond, at uh, raymond at ironathletics.coza. Uh, cool. Yeah, and just come down and try it out. First week's free. And, uh, you know, come try it out. Mix it up with the fighters. Uh, you know, we're not a rough and tumble MMA gym is what people think, which is a lot of people that do what we love on a daily basis and uh you know we pull everybody in so uh enjoy the experience yeah well guys i mean thanks for joining us again and gareth we'll keep a close eye on on how you go i know training starts now um yesterday <laughs> so good luck so um we'll 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 keep a close eye and thanks guys we'll we'll hopefully have you oh, back you in the new year with good news and um we'll see you soon awesome, awesome. Thank thanks you. lovely thanks. gentlemen thank you so much jade it's been a great show Thank you so much. Enjoy your holiday. I'll be back here next week for holding the fort, uh, as you have been doing. So I think it's, it's my turn right now. But, guys, I mean, it's been so great. It's been a fantastic year. And uh, you know what? I think let's just keep inspiring each other. Let's just keep being better South Africans and help each other be better South Africans. Guys, have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye. Bye.